A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down. In the most delightful way. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes with the boogeyman. What is going on? Well, the, the weather's not very nice there, and it wasn't very nice here this morning either. It was minus 20. Yeah, you know what? I can't complain because, you know what, I got a hoodie on. It's a little bit drizzly. What are you going to do? West Coast living. Yeah, Brian Caldwell put out a video because he's in Victoria. He's whining about running in the rain. Yeah, well, he doesn't like the snow. He doesn't like the rain. But we're in friggin' Canada, so you better get used to one of the two. You know, Brian better move somewhere else. I like friggin' I'd have no idea where he should move to. I'd like to see him in Russia. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I came to my class this morning. It was it was impressive. He had full amateur I thought he was doing an amateur bout. He had like the jersey on, the fucking shorts, everything, the gloves, so I was like, Holy shit. Oh, he was dressed to the nines. Yeah, he was dressed to the nines. He had the full the full Team Canada get up. I was like, fuck right on. Oh, good for him. Was he wearing his medal, too? No, he left the medal at home. <laughs> well, he would have had to wear two medals, and that would have kind of gotten away. Well, we have to give you a congratulations, because you just beat up a person on the weekend. I did, yeah. I feel pretty good about it, you know. I uh, sent out there to showcase my boxing skills. I wanted the fight to go a little bit longer, but, uh, you know, he started swinging for the fence a little bit, so I had to crack him around a little bit. That was that. Yeah, you nailed him with a uppercut, and it was pretty much over after that. Yeah, it, it hit him at an angle that twisted his head sideways. I think it hurt his neck pretty bad, and he had a concussion after, I think. But uh, you know, he was a tough guy. He was just kind of outmatched. I was bigger, stronger, faster, better boxer. So you know, he came up and he, he did his best, and you know, I did what I'm supposed to do, which is knock guys out in the first round. Well, you did get to showcase that you do have a jab. Well, yeah, that was that was the big thing that Rich wanted uh, wanted me to to, to work on. Uh, well, basically, since I started with him, we, I got there and he's like, "Your job sucks." <laughs> I was like, "Fair enough." And uh, so we've been working on it. It pretty much sets up everything, right? So there won't be too many fights where I don't come out and establish my job. So you know, like that's going to be a big thing in every fight. I'm going to jab guys' faces off, get them frustrated, and then you know, once uh, once we decide, I'll throw my right hand. That'll be the end of the fight. Well, it's game over. Hell yeah. So yeah. the the fight didn't last very long. Like he got in there. You might have been in there for two minutes. Yeah. And uh, But there were the antics in the ring after lasted longer than the fight, which was amazing. Yeah. Well, I was pretty pumped because, you know, like this dude's been talking shit online for a year, calling me out and saying I'm slow and saying I can't box and he starts talking about my football career and all this shit and like 
you know, so I saw they had all the seats arranged, right? So he was sitting right next to David Lemieux. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I saw his name there and I was like, hopefully they don't fucking make me walk by him on the way to the fight because I might punch his ass out before I get in the ring. But luckily they took us around the other side. And then as soon as the fight ended, I just would jump through the ropes. I gave Rich and Camille a heart attack. I was fucking funny cussing that so crazy. But, you know, they brought him up in the ring and he had some cheesy ass shit to say. And then to call the police on me for cyberbullying. And uh, that was it. Because on the, on the live feed, I could hear everything that you said because you're very loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a microphone, really. But uh, Simon was very quiet. You couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah, he said something about, like, uh, the, the ring is his football field. And I was like, well, I haven't played football in 10 years, so that's cool. And then uh, you, and then he said, uh, I told him to take off his shirt, and he said no. <laughs> and then, and then uh, uh, he was like, why don't you sign the contract? And I was like, I fucking did three months ago, buddy. And he, like, looked at Camille, and, like, he was just, like, he kind of, like, went pale, like, realize now it's real right so he didn't so, actually know that you signed the contract no i think yeah that was like his his card that he kept playing but he didn't realize it's all this i signed the contract a long time ago yes i remember seeing the signed contract i, I believe i have a picture of it yeah yeah i sent you a picture as soon as i signed it and so you know like this, this whole thing for him like he's number one he's this he's been propped up he's off the billboard blah 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 because he has, uh, you know, Camille behind him. And they have some money out there. You know what? I'll say this. Camille put on a really good show. Montreal has very good fans. Like, when I went out to the crowd after, it was it was really cool because people were very receptive. And it, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like I was, like, from out of town or anything. It was like they embraced me. Like, they were excited for me to be there, which was really cool. Uh, Camille put on a great show. Very... <laughs> It was funny because uh, all the opponents, we all got picked up at the same time. Well, I guess I'm a prospect, not the point. <laughs> but uh, uh, all the guys who were fighting either the Tiger guys all stayed at one hotel, and then they took me to one of the nice hotels in Montreal. I was kind of like, like, oh, you don't got to stay with us? I was like, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, they, yeah like, he treated me really good, and I'm, I'm excited to get back there. And him and Mel are working, working together, so... Well, it's cool. I, I I actually made a phone call last night to see if we could get Simon Keen to come to Edmonton on April twenty eighth. <laughs> you ain't gonna do that, dude. I highly doubt it, but it'd be fun, though, wouldn't it? I would love that. Oh. But yeah, he uh, yeah, he was dressed. He had his Sunday vest on. He had like all Gucci, everything, and like I was like, Mark, wow, must be nice, man. I got fucking hoodies and shit that people make for me and stuff. <laughs> 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 but I want to get that fucking spot, man. I want that number one spot. I gotta go handle Hugo Leon in three weeks in, in uh, Edmonton. I'm really excited to actually come back to Edmonton because you know with all this drama that's going on, uh, that went on, that you know I'm, I'm really really excited that they're that they're putting on shows again. And uh, you know I'm happy for Bell. I'm really excited to be on Jelena's undercard. I think there's Jelena's shirts coming out, so I'm gonna be rocking that with no pants, I guess. <laughs> I can't. I can't wear no shirt. I'm not going to wear any pants. So it's like if I, you know, it's one or the other. So I'll, uh, I'll be going no pants, Jelena shirt. That's it. Well, I'm very excited for the 28th. Uh, April 28th will actually be my nephew Hunter's birthday. Oh, nice. Is he coming? He is coming. Well, we have to go. 
What was that restaurant? What was that restaurant that we couldn't say? Malaska probably tell us that we couldn't understand what the fuck it was. Uh, oh, uh, the Bistro Praha. Yeah, Bistro Praha. <laughs> that was unbelievable. We were going to Bistro Praha, which is not a kid-friendly place whatsoever. No, it is not. They don't have chicken fingers or french fries, so he was pissed. But, yeah, he's coming. My wife is coming, and the boogie child is coming. Perfect. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited. And is Luke Spicer coming, or is he a bodybuilder now? Luke Spicer is a bodybuilder now, so he might be there with yeah. like a, I don't really, with a fresh spray tan and his shirt off. Sometimes I dip into Luke's little world there, and I'm like, what the fuck? This guy can't maintain he's supervised. <laughs> like, like I kind of dip in there, and I'm just like, what the fuck? With this guy. Like, he's a he's a definitely a roller coaster ride of emotions. Yeah, he's kind of up and down and left and right. I'm just like, what are you at? Talk about it. Well, we I tried to put it out there, like, cause he he's not on the podcast all that much anymore. Like, he comes on for half an hour here and there. So I tried to get yeah. him his own podcast about bodybuilding, and everybody shit on it. They did not like that idea. No, but it's not really a crossover sport. Uh, that's like for the hardcore, the hardcore fans. You know, yeah. like like people who like bodybuilding are you know are are like they're hardcore fans. You're not a casual bodybuilding fan. Like either you're into that shit or you're not. It's like it's pure dedication. My buddy actually won DCs, and like he's the most extreme motherfucker I know. Period. Oh wow. Yeah, like if he has to eat 17 cans of tuna, he's going to do it. Huh. That's dedication. Yeah, exactly. I, I respect it. I, would I ever do it? Hell no. No, it's like a complicated situation. I don't even like lifting weights. No, not really me either. You know, I used to. I used to enjoy it, but uh, yeah, not anymore. I'd rather, I'd rather get in and move around and do other things other than lifting weights. There's other ways to... To do to to yeah. get that stuff yeah, done. Yeah, punching stuff is where it's at. I I do enjoy hitting things. Now I've seen I hear right now that you've slowed down. Slowed down. Are you are you uh, <laughs> are you stuck in traffic again? Oh, I gotta get gas. Oh, you need you need fuel. Yeah, I got fuel. I spend I spend about six hundred bucks a month on gas. That's a that's aggressive. Yeah, it's just one of those things I gotta do, and this asshole is not gonna move up. It's like there's two pumps. Like, can you just move up or? So, did you yeah. ever hear the time that Luke Spicer <laughs> was going through the Starbucks drive-through and he had me on Bluetooth? No, let's talk about that. So he w- he was going through the Starbucks drive-through and I heard because I was on Bluetooth and I heard, "Oh, welcome to Starbucks. What can I get you?" And I screamed, "Fuck off!" <laughs> nice. And uh, it was a very old lady. She's probably about 60. But uh, Luke took me off of Bluetooth immediately. Well, hopefully she's taking coffee. No, and then he put me back on Bluetooth when he got up to the drive-thru window so I could talk to the drive-thru people and explain what happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Where are you right now in the world then? Are you in Duncan? Uh, no, I'm just uh, exiting Victoria. It took me about an hour to get out of Victoria. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, some days it's just the greatest traffic. Though. What do you do? So, when I lived in Victoria, I used to live in Langford. Yeah, that's, I'm just outside of Langford right now. 
And you like you do the the Callwood crawl or whatever it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Terrible. Who's yeah. who's yelling? Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's, you know what? It's not that bad though. Cause I grew up in Vancouver, so it's like, you know, people are like, "Oh, don't you get sick of driving to Parksville?" I'm like, "Well, it's actually a really nice drive, and I'm used to having to drive two hours to get to freaking Surrey." Oof. You know, and that's like, that's only to go like seven kilometers. Wow. Yeah, so this is not that This is a nice scenic drive. I get to go train for a living. I'm, you know, I live a good, I live an enjoyable lifestyle. It's not, it's not like easy by any means, but it's like, it's what I like doing, right? So. Well, you're, you're, it's not work to you then, and then it's fun, right? No, fuck it. I'll tell you what is work. Doing your fucking taxes. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't do those. Yeah, fuck. I would rather not, but I think the government owes me money, so I'm going to collect on that because they're always taking their share. I tell you, what, I tell you what, when I work construction, you know, I looked at my old T4. So, like, when 2017 rolled around, do you know what I made for working five days a week, five days a week, eight hours a day? Do you know what I made? You, are you going to let didn't me miss guess? Much work. I'd miss work to go fight, and that's it. Are you going to let me guess, or are you just going to say it? I just guess. Give it, give it, give it one shot. I'm going to guess you made twenty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> You're fucking bang on. You're bang on. It was like twenty seven, seven hundred and ten or something like that. Like it's ridiculous. To literally break your back. Oh yeah, and like the stuff that goes on in construction, it's like something will just like about fall on you and crush you, and someone's like, "Oh, maybe we should have taken a look at that." I'm like, "Yeah, you think?" Yeah. But you know, it's just yeah, it's, it was one step. You know, I respect those guys. I just I'm not cut out for a nine to five, really. Well, I used to work a construction job. I did uh, service for a siding company. I, I made significantly more than that, but it was one of those gravy jobs where you kind of, you got to show up, but you don't always have to do something. That's all right. Yeah, I liked it. But uh, yeah. I, I prefer to talk shit on the internet as opposed to do that. Yeah, see, I used to just hide the porta potty and tag shit <laughs> on Instagram. Those, they smell call terrible. It, yeah, I called it my payphone. I'll be in the phone guy. I'll be in my office. That's a good thing to call it, actually. I like that. Yeah, it's like a little payphone booth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so who who was the gentleman that you mentioned that you're going to be? I I haven't heard an opponent for you yet other than you just said his name a couple minutes ago. Hugo something? Yeah, Hugo Leon. His last fight was against Tyrone Sprong. Ooh. So he's. Yeah, he's another Mexican guy. He's he's kind of like the guy we just fought. He's just tougher, uh, harder puncher, more game. So he's just like a little bit of a step up. But you know what people what people need to understand is like I'm staying active for a reason because I need to get better. Like these guys are not supposed to beat me. You know, it's heavyweight boxing, so they everybody stands a chance. You're one punch away from getting cracked. But I'm working on things and I'm working towards tough opponents. Does that mean I overlook these opponents? No, it doesn't. It means that I work on specific things to get better for the top guys. So everybody knows I want to fight Simon. I'm very focused on Hugo because I have to take him seriously. But, you know, it's one of those things that I'm working on things to fight top guys. Like, my goal is to fight top guys. So I have to get through these guys first, which is very important. Because boxing, there's a lot more to boxing than you think. It's not like MMA because MMA, you know, my problem with MMA is you look at UFC, right? They don't build their fighters. You get a young hotshot. He's 22. He's 8-0. You 
he's up and coming, and then you throw him in against a guy who's like 12 and 14, but those 12 over those 14 losses are all against like world champions and stuff. Yeah. And so this kid never really gets to develop. He takes too much damage early, and he never really meets his potential. Boxing has been around for 100 years, so it's, it's a political game. It's also, it's also one of those things like you don't need to take unnecessary damage. Like when I watched uh, uh, the last fight there against, uh, in, in Quebec against Stephen Butler against uh, um, uh, the guy from Chicago. I can't remember his name right now. He'll come to me. Really, really nice guy. Like that guy took a lot of damage. Yes. Like a lot. To the point that that'll change your life. Yeah. Like you might be a little bit slower later. You might lose some of your memory later, like, you know, and you don't get that back. And so, you know, you have to take this sport very seriously, very seriously. And if you don't, then you're going to have damage for the rest of your life. Well, there's life-changing consequences to it. Like, like my nephew is getting is getting ready to do his first amateur fight, and I said, listen, man, like, you got to take it serious. Like, you're going to go fight Godzilla or something like that because you can get hurt. Well, yeah, that's just it. So it's like, it's a business. So uh, amateur boxing is a little bit different. It's a competitive sport. Uh, this is a business, but it's also an art because you have to know what you're doing. You have to do the right fights at the right time, and you have to build, right? Yes. So if you're doing 12-round fights, you know, three or four times a year, and they're going to the decision, you're taking all that damage, there's a big difference between having two or three fights that end in the first and second round you're not taking as much damage and you're building towards that one championship fight, right? So it takes a lot of maneuvering. So, you know, I rely on Rich for that shit because I don't think things through. You know, I've played him in the to me. Yeah. But, you know, I have to rely on people like Milan and Mel to, you know, steer me in the right direction. Well, you've so, said it, you said it before that every opponent right now is Simon Keen. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Like, I've been fighting that dude for a year. So you're taking every fight serious, like you're fighting the number one guy in Canada, which is what you should be doing. Well, yeah, and that's why people are like, oh, these guys are easy. You're walking through them. I was like, well, no, I make it look easy because I train my ass off and I fight hard and I punch like a motherfucker. Well, every one of the guys you fought is tough. Like if anybody goes on your box rack and actually looks at your at all the opponents and their records and stuff like that, they're all tough. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like, that guy that guy had nine wins on paper, which in Mexico means he probably has, about 15. Yeah. And, you know, he fought some decent guys. He's tough, you know, like, he's no joke. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that's just, you know, let us do our thing, and I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight the top guys. Like, there's no – I'm not fighting these guys to avoid those guys. I'm, I'm running to those guys through these other guys. I'm just beating up guys along the way. Yes. I would agree with that. And uh, it's all going to culminate in June. Hmm. Fucking right. All yeah, we're, gonna, we're going out. We've got some serious people coming out to Montreal, man. There's going to be like about 50 of us. There. There's a lot of people coming. Fuck yeah, man. The guy, so what's going on? Uh, let's talk about what's Ford doing next. Is he announced his next fight or what? So Ford has another fight coming up. Um, I'm not allowed to say anything about it because it hasn't been released yet. But I do know what it is, and I could probably tell you off air. Perfect. Um, so who's on uh, this KO card? So I saw that Brad took a new job. He's not fighting. Yes. And so it's me, Jelena, uh, Eric. Yep. Um, Flavio. Flavio, okay. I like Flavio. He's been doing good. Uh, uh, 
Rafi Santoro, he's fighting uh, Brian Samuel. That's a good fight, actually. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Those Russians are tough, man. Hey, I saw, like, the coolest fucking dude. <laughs> when I was in Quebec, these Kazakhstan motherfuckers were no joke. Like, straight fucking... Uh, uh, they had, like, the most serious fucking suits on, and they were just wearing, like, kitchen shades inside. I just went right up to them. I was like, hey, man, I gotta shake your guys' hands, man. Like... They had, like, the most serious fucking suits on. Like, what are those, like, high-end suits? I'm a fucking bum, so I don't have any. Uh, what do they call it? Like, the mafia suits or whatever. Uh, were they wearing, like, an Armani you know, suit? Like, a black Armani, Armani? suits, yeah. They are all wearing, like, Armani suits and, like... jeez. Oh, yeah, they, they, they were serious. I was like, who are you guys? Like, <laughs> holy fuck. They are awesome. Serious Kazakhstan dudes. They had a guy out there, Triple Seven, they call him. He's, like, the Montreal Triple G's from Kazakhstan. He just walked across the ring and knocked this guy out in about six seconds. It was impressive. When was that fight on? Uh, it was like, it was after mine because I watched it. Oh, I was busy for the the last couple fights after yours with, uh, with yeah. the video. But Yeah, uh, they had a great card, man. They had a fucking really good card. All the fights were good. I wasn't disappointed with any of them. No, it was it was cool, man. It was like, I don't know. They're doing, they're doing some good stuff out there, right? So... Uh, I'm excited to get back there and, uh, you know, keep fighting. What were we talking about before? Oh, who's on the KO card? Yeah, so Eric Taylor will probably be on there. Yeah. Me, Stan is not fighting because he's recovering. And then Brad's not fighting. So there should be, what, like six or seven? There should be at least seven fights, I would think. The Julian Lima kid, he's fighting. I like Julian. He was fucking funny. He rolled in two minutes before his fight. (laughs) Got <laughs> his shit on. They were calling him, and he was still getting his hand tape. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm coming." <laughs> I was like, "Sweet, this guy's awesome." And then he went Gangster. out and punched out that Mexican. Yeah, yeah, gave him a nice little fucking liver shot. And then there's a guy returning that signed to KO Boxing, but he hasn't fought for them for a couple of years. I think his name is Brad or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck he is. Realistically, I only care about a couple fights on the card: yours, Jelena's. Um, I like Flavio. Flavio's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian, Sam- I actually, I can't, I can't lie. I care about all the fights on the card. I want to see all of them. Yeah, they should. It should be a real good card, man. I think. Uh, I think this is probably going to be the biggest show that uh, they've ever done in recent history, right? So. Well, I believe that the tables are pretty close to being sold out. Yeah, I've heard that actually. So I don't know what's left for general admission. I I, I know the Eventbrite website's going well. Yeah. So it, it's probably going to come down to what the fighters got left in their pockets. Wait. Which is, which, which is good. That means there'll be a full house and everybody will get to see it. And the Spice Life oh, podcast Christ. will obviously be there ringside. Hell yeah. Yeah, my mom. I think my mom sent you a friend request. Your mom did add me she, on Facebook. I, I think she sent you an email, though. An email? Well, I do. Uh, your mom and I are friends on Facebook. Yeah, I think you're her only friend. She's not. Uh, she's not overly active on the Facebooks. No, I think it's into my fight. That's about it. Um, she did drop that amazing video with you, though, about whooping you whooping Simon Keen's ass. Oh yeah, she's heavily invested. I like it. Yeah, she's good. a tall lady. Yeah, she's about six six one something like that. She's taller than I am. Yeah, she's Norwegian, right? But don't fuck with Adam's mom. No, 
I was more scared of my mom than my dad growing up, man. My mom was fast, fucking wall. I tried to run away. Two steps, she grabbed my ass, smacked me with the wooden over my head. That hurts. Yeah, correct. Is your dad a big guy? Not really. He's like five ten. His family is big. Like my grandpa was about six three and stuff. But yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't overly tall at all. But he's like thick though. Because like, I'm a freak like, for my family. Like my dad's five foot seven, one hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. And my mom, before she passed away, she was five feet tall and 98 pounds. So uh, me being six feet tall and 200 and something pounds is weird. Uh, you have the beast genes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, so what do you have? Pl- Bistro Praha. <laughs> place is fucking weird. <laughs> Big cab, we're trying to figure out what the fuck he was saying for like 20 minutes. Like, we could not know locate. I was like, what is he saying? He goes, I don't know, man. He's like, here's the call. <laughs> I was like, fuck, where, where is this place? Like, fucking Bistro Praha. <laughs> All right, let's go. You told me what it was. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, yeah, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. We were trying to, like, Google search it, like, get close, and there was no luck. We had to, like, I think we had to call about three people to get a transmission. Because, like, Milan's accent gets worse when he says Bistro Praha. Well, yeah, and it's like he has, like, the heaviest accent for the guy who's been in the country for 30 years. You guys, you come to Bistro Praha. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you know what Coach Rich has in store for you tonight? Oh, God, no, I don't. Uh, last night, or la- on Monday, it was cool because Shane's been in the gym. So he's Shane uh, Andreessen, he's getting in shape uh, to start to help me with assignment. He's maybe talking about fighting again. We're not really sure. But nice. he's an experienced guy because, like, I move around with him and, like, he's, his skill level and, like, his knowledge is, is far above mine. So he takes time. He shows me some shit. And it's pretty cool. Like, he fought some high-level guys. He fought Nevin Pavic, who, who lost to Tyson Fury. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he fought Raymond out of Wally when Raymond was still Raymond. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's been there. He's been fighting a long time. He had 30 kickboxing fights and he had about 20 professional boxing fights. So he's a guy who's got all these little details and stuff down. And so he's been helping me. So he was, we were just kind of like going back and forth. Like, not sparring. He's just throwing some punches at me. I was just getting a feel for some different things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. did, did you know that Shane fought Luke Spicer? I did, yeah. He beat the shit out of Luke Hurt. <laughs> well, you have to talk to Luke about that because the, the actual, when it came down to the decision, they gave it to Luke, and then they have a draw too. Yeah, I like it. It's awesome. But I did watch the fight. Shane Andreessen did win. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, he won. Either so I way. Heard Luke, uh, I heard it was a good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Shane's a tough dude, but he's a big guy, too. Fucking right, dude. Well, he's the same size as me, right? He's about 265 right now, though, so he's a little heavy. How tall is he? My, my he's at least 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a big fucking guy. Yeah, so we're hoping uh, that uh, he's, he's staying consistent, which he is, and uh, he'll be working. Because you can't get any better sparring in Canada as far as I'm concerned, so... I don't um, think so. Shane's top notch. Shape that's that's perfect, right? Because Shane in his prime would have beat the fuck out of Simon too, right? So I would like to see Shane get back in the ring, and that'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. If the timing's right, and he's feeling good. Then fuck, why not, man? That guy was legit, hundred percent legit, one hundred percent. I'm sick. It's a terrible thing. I have a lung infection for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Damn it. 
But we're going to the gym tonight anyway. We're going to spar. Do it, man. Get it. Why not? Fuck it, right? Um, Fucking right. Do you have your sponsors right off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I got uh, I got Reflex Supplements. I got uh, Huber House Timber Frames, my cousin's company, Sea Run Flying Tackle, my brother's fishing shop. I got uh, Buds and Leaves Dispensary. I got Smile V Liquid uh, CBD. I got um, <laughs> KO Boxing Promotions, as usual. Uh, I got... What else do I got? Rival. Uh, yeah, Rival Boxing. I always forget Rival. Um, <laughs> Rival Boxing... They made me some sick-ass gloves. Those were dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, I got those, and then uh, what else? Yeah, that's about it. Did you say Buds and Leaves? <laughs> yeah, I said Buds and Leaves, yeah. They're uh, they're awesome, man. I get a lot of good feedback from that, and then, uh, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just starting to work. With, I got Like I said, I got, I got mostly private sponsors that help me, but, yep. uh, but yeah, things are going good, man. Those are the, the, those are the people that they kick in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just throw some cash my way when I need it. Like uh, when my fights are a little bit spread out, like they are from December to I guess this last one was was March, the end of March. Like that's you know, like I work full time, but you know it's expensive to do to keep training, right? So I have a lot of people help me for sure. So is Uncle Ron C dot CA still still going? Yeah, we haven't really updated it yet. We're kind of waiting to make a move. We had a problem with uh, some of the clothing companies. So, yeah, we need to kind of sit down and talk, talk about that. Uh, the guy who was running it got really busy uh, with his work because he's actually the Smile V guy, and that stuff kind of just got uh, got cracking. I didn't really have time myself. So, yeah, it's definitely something we're going to look back into and, and get going again. Okay. Well, on my end, we do have the Boogeyman hats. They're going to be coming out here real quick. Awesome. And uh, we do have Boogeyman shirts that we might revise a little bit to, to sell to the public if you want to do that. Sweet. Sounds good. But uh, the, your, your shirts are off to you. You should have them within a week. Perfect. I can't wait. So I guess we can get the fuck out of here. Let's do it, man. And yeah, I'll stay on the line. Yeah, you stay on the line for a couple minutes. But uh, that's 10 minutes with the Boogeyman. Hell yeah. This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Well, we're live right now, so guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today, the podcast is brought to you by audible.com so if you guys go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice audible.com is going to give you a one month free trial and the spice of life podcast is going to give you two free ebooks so i know a lot of people out there don't have time to read like myself so audible.com comes in handy where you can listen to an audio book in your vehicle um, while you're having sex with your wife if you don't want to hear the noises she's making Anything you want to do, you can listen to audible.com while you're doing it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I thought that was going to intro into something for me because I was talking about Audible on Tuesday when I wasn't here. And, um, you know, a lot of people are interested in Audible trying to get a get a book. But then I'm also like, well, if you're listening to Audible while you're driving around, you should be also listening to the Spice Life podcast first. Or 
Correct. I mean, now that it's on YouTube, they they better they shouldn't be really watching YouTube while they drive. I don't think people, but I mean, I guess if you had hands free, you could. I guess. I, well, not really. You should be paying attention to the road and maybe the traffic lights and people crossing the street and shit. But Luke, you were gone on Tuesday. Uh, I did put it out there that I was looking for a new co-host, but uh, none of the applicants seemed to pan out. So we brought you back. But uh, well, you... I think they're probably scared to be to be dealing with you because that's what I said. You know, people don't realize what it's like to actually be in the crossfires of uh, the bad guy if you fuck up. It's very true. I run the internet. Everybody thinks it's easy to sit here and talk to you, but it's not. I I need like probably forty minutes beforehand just to psych myself up, read some positive thoughts so that I can I can be happy, and then I need like. 30 to 45 minutes after we record to decompress before I go home and yell at my kids. Just just go cry a little bit. What's that? I say you you just go cry a little bit in your bedroom. Nah, fuck that. I usually just hit somebody. (laughs) Rocking the, gotta say, you got the boogeyman shirt on. I got the, uh, the gunslinger shirt on. John Wayne Parr is fighting this, uh, well, I guess it's tomorrow technically here because it's, um, it's in Budapest, Hungary. He's fighting for Bellator. He's going for 100 wins. That this will be his hundredth win if when he wins this fight to, uh, tomorrow night. Fucking guys had what? This will be his 128th fight, something like that. Yeah. Jeez. Like, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have any plans on quitting either. No. No none. Like not not a plan on quitting fighting. So good for him. He's what? He's got to be in his 40s now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what exactly it is, but I know he's. I, I think he's just forty-one. I think when we had him on last, he was forty-one. Yeah, well, on this show, everybody knows that we're always pulling for the gunslinger to pull pull out a victory. Uh, we we pull so hard for him that we made t-shirts. Yeah. So we are actually sold out of those t-shirts right now, guys. So don't try to order any. But if you guys do want the gunslinger t-shirts to come back, Hit us up on the Spice Life Podcast Instagram at the Spice of Life Podcast or on our Facebook page, the Spice of Life Podcast, and maybe we'll bring them back. Might be a good idea. But uh, you, like I was saying earlier, you were gone Tuesday dealing with your uh, your sex addiction problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I um. So I went and talked to somebody, and it turns out I just have a happy appetite for sex, and um, that's that's all. You know, so I was honest. I, I talked honestly with her about about all the, uh, the things going on in my life, and you know, she said, "Hey, you're a good-looking guy," and I, I I can understand why you'd want to be uh, sexually active. And you said, "I heard it." You said, to "Old Dario to go about masturbating." I don't I don't feel the need to masturbate with the amount of sex I have. There's really no need to masturbate, so that doesn't really happen very often. Well. Actually, what I told Dario was that you're a chronic masturbator that has a vagina at the moment to use. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> that must have been when I quickly shut it off again because Benjamin kept coming into the room today and, and doing that. So, Hey, I think you're full of shit. And what I actually think happened is you bent that fucking person over her desk and had sex with her. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> May or may not have happened. Well, she's probably I don't 68. And, I don't kiss and tell, Tanner. 60? Is that what you said? Yeah, she's no, probably. I'm done, man. The age limit's only a year now. I'm, I'm done. Done with that stuff. I've been noticing that life is far more enjoyable 
when you date people relatively close to your own age, you got a lot more in common. They can keep up to the pace that you're trying to set. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. Hey, I'm happy that you're not with a 400-year-old anymore. And yeah. uh, I'm surprised, actually, that you you found somebody close to your age that was willing to deal with your body dysmorphia. Like, yesterday, Dario said that you're an alien. I heard that. I heard that Dario figures I'm an alien. Um, I also shared – I should have tagged him in that freaking boxing video – well, I take Cam in it today, but that, that guy, you see that thing? It was over in Russia, a boxer versus a Muay Thai fighter, and that just hacked those legs. Yeah. Dario already knows, though, that the head kick will, will not feel good. So Now I feel like you're bullying Dario a little bit. You know, you're going to head kick him. I won't actually kick him. He's smaller than me. I wish he was a little bigger. Then I then I wouldn't feel so bad, but I can't actually do it because he's, he's like 35 pounds lighter than me that that is bullying so that's why i just have to let him get away with it and it is what it is here here's reality though dario's taller than you he's six foot two is he really yeah holy fuck i i could still kick him in his head i think if it came oh, down yeah. to it but yeah i'd rather kick if he's six two at 170 those legs are small man i would rather kick him in those thighs I'm excited to see him, like, if he can go down to 160 and compete at 160, he'll be a fucking monster. Yeah, no shit. Well, danger, danger, danger. Um, Mm -hmm. We had some questions come in for the show. Uh, This is our first time on YouTube together, so we should probably answer those questions if you want to go through those. Sure. One of the first questions that they rattled off was, well, how did you meet Luke? How did we meet each other, I guess? But how, 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 how did we meet? Um, so we met when we were trying to get Ryan Mahan ready for a fight and, uh, we ended up like all this is how I meet all my friends. I end up punching them in the face usually on the first day of meeting them. And then we're friends after that. So we ended up sparring some rounds and, uh, we were friends. Yeah, we did some good flow sparring and, um, between rounds between hitting Ryan and getting him ready for the fight. And then I remember we were at the healthy living expo after mm. and uh, like I was there and you were there separately and you ran into somebody else who told you that I was unhappy with the, the, the way you sparred me. And, um, I thought you were too aggressive and uh, you came, you're, you're all, you're, you're almost hurt. Like you thought sparring was good. Uh, that's the way I took it. Like you were hurt that I said that. But really, you were probably like, what a fucking bitch. And you came over, and I was like, dude, I didn't say any of that. Shit sparring was good. We could have even went harder, but I didn't know, and we didn't know each other. And after that, we've we've since tuned, turned it up way more over the years. That's for sure. Well, I was a little bit put off at the time because I was being nice. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Does this guy have a vagina for a penis, or what the fuck's going on? And then on? I told you more about him and whatever <laughs> else, and you agreed, and we were friends after that. <laughs> yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. It never ended. Uh, next question. It says, uh, I understand you spent some time at the Crowbar Hotel. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? I don't understand that, but now <laughs> I get it. I was like, what does that have to do with jail? I was like, there's a hotel called Crowbar. So... Um, what do you think of jailhouse workouts I see on YouTube? And then is it hard to work out in jail? Did they really reduce the amount of time, amount of weights in gyms because guys were getting too swole? Um, yeah, I did spend some time in the crowbar hotel, as you guys want to call it, but it's not really a fucking hotel. 
Um, I don't pay attention to jailhouse workouts on YouTube. I did work out while I was in jail, but it mostly consisted of like body weight stuff. Um, I don't know. I was in jail a long time ago, so I don't know if they've actually reduced the amount of weights. But uh, I couldn't see it being a bad idea for them reducing the amount of iron that would be on a, a range or a yard, seeing as how people probably get brain with that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just did a lot of push-ups and squats and shit like that. There you go. Uh, oh, question number three is for you, Luke. What's Luke's actual fight record, toughest opponent, and thoughts on fight records versus ability? Okay, so my amateur kickboxing record was 23-5-2 uh, with 19 knockouts, and I was only stopped once in uh in those five losses uh mma i went one and one where i had a first round uh loss and um i got i got crucifixed by a wrestler and elbowed elbowed for for dinner and i did not tap the ref stopped the fight i knocked my guy out with a head kick for the uh win and then my pro kickboxing record is three wins and one loss all decisions boring so, uh, toughest opponent. That's pretty easy, I think. I'd, what's that? I think I think that the answer to that's pretty easy. There's two of them that I know of. For toughest opponent? Yeah, well, Shane Andreessen would be up there. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I'd probably actually take it. See, I, I think of Cody, yeah. Kron, like, as just as a guy that could just I can take punishment and give it back. Like I've never been really that sore after a fight. He hit hard. Yeah. Um, Shane Andreessen w- was definitely up there as uh, as as a tough opponent. Uh, he could box so well. It was different. Like once I started really kicking him, it was different. It really changed the pace of the fight. Um, but I did fight. I, I can't even remember his name now. But I had fought a guy for a North American title on TSN, and. Um, uh, when I was younger, I was probably been 18 years old, I think. And uh, he was from the U.S. And it went five rounds. And it was like, you know, I had been fighting for quite a while. I've been used to getting hit. But I can remember having like that that sense. You know, when you do you remember when you first fought in, in your head? Like just the, the amount, like the headache, right, from the concussion? that You just feel different. Um, yeah, and I can't remember his name. So th- those would probably be right up there. Uh, I mean, I fought a lot of tough guys in the – back back in the day i made a lot of fights harder than i needed to be too by not training sometimes as much so i can't really <laughs> give those opponents credit for that and then uh thoughts on fight records versus ability so again i think that that boils down to i mean records are records are cool but if you fought a bunch of kids for your wins and stuff like that like i think you have to look at more more who the person fought not what their record is, you know, because that'll give you a better chance at their ability. Uh, Fenton's got a guy that's like 0-4 or 0-5 or something like that. Like he's lost every fight. He's 100 and I think he fights at 155. Could be even fighting at 170. I can't really remember. That guy's kicked me. Like we did some work in there. When he was kicking the pads, I've never had anybody kick harder in, in like kick me harder in my life. And he, and he was like 50 pounds lighter than me, just the way he could kick and do it. So I think that, you know, records don't really say a lot. And that goes for any sport. I, I agree with that. 
Uh, question number four is, who is the most influential, influential non-fighter in your life? Easy for me, it's Tanner. <laughs> it's probably Jesus. It says the most influential <laughs> non-fighter. I'm trying to get you to go off, but he didn't, he didn't take the bite. Um, Jesus. Who is I, it for you? I don't know. I don't know who it is for me. Most influential. Uh, Tony Robbins, I guess, who I don't fucking know. I don't really you pay. To that shit, though. You can't fuck say that. Fuck no. I don't listen to that garbage. Uh, I don't know, actually, to tell you the truth. I don't. Like, most influential non-fighter. I like Gary Vaynerchuk right now for business. Like, he's he's pretty cool. He's got a lot of good stuff for life. I don't know. Like maybe the guy from the the fighter and the kid, the kid Brian Callen. I like him. He's funny. He cracks me up. Uh, the fighter and the kid does influence this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, m- maybe him. That's a non-fighter. Yeah. When uh, if if this was years ago, I would have said my grandpa, for for sure. Um, I mean, he's passed away, so I I don't think about him as much anymore. But he was for a long time. It was somebody that I really liked the way he lived his life. From what I could tell, you know, yeah. um, and just the way, he, not maybe the way he lived his life, but the way he interacted with people, right? He was one of those guys that if you, um, it'll be, that'll be you in like 50 more years. You'll be <laughs> like my grandpa. Like, you know, if he had a problem with you, he'd tell you. If he thought you were doing good, he'd tell you. Um, you always knew where you stood with him. And that, that's something I liked. So, yeah. Uh, I moved to a small town with no boxing gym. What are some must-haves in your basement gym? What is the best way to meet fellow fighters? The best thing to have in your basement gym is motivation. It's really fucking hard to get motivated when you go down in your house to do a workout. That's fucking bullshit. You need discipline in your basement. (laughs) Motivation will come and go. Discipline's what fucking gets you there. Yeah. Uh, it, that's a tough goal. If you're trying to train boxing in your basement gym, um, you're probably like you need a coach, man. Like you need somebody sitting there to tell you. It all depends what you're doing. Like if you're doing boxer size on your basement, go fucking nuts. But if you're actually like down there trying to learn proper skills, you need somebody there that knows what the fuck they're doing to be able to correct the things that you're doing wrong. But like if you're gonna put a, a gym in your basement, like weights the resistance bands like you could put a speed bag up a heavy bag shit like that but like realistically if you want to train box heavy bag man you got to get that heavy bag work in you have to but realistically if you want to train boxing you got to go to a boxing gym Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) what are your thoughts on movement coaches (laughs) grab ass in the park i think movement coaches are good I don't think it should be any more than 20% of your training. That's for sure. Like maybe five. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're good. They work. Look at guys like Conor McGregor or Lomachenko, guys like that that can move like motherfuckers. They have movement coaches. Lomachenko had a dancing coach. I, I'm pretty sure he would have a movement coach. Who fuck? Who actually cares? If you want to train yeah. movement, go train it. Uh, What's the biggest problem you see in Canadian boxing, Tanner? Uh, promotion. I think it's the same thing with every everyone. I mean, all these small promotions—they're all trying to do their thing. It's no different. Um, I, I think people need to take it easy. I think they need to go through and and, and take the steps necessary yeah. to get to the next level. That goes for young athletes as well as managers, coaches. 
and then the promoters, right? Some of these promoters get a lot of money backing them behind them and they just jump to the big the big guns. Like at the end of the day, you know, even some of these guys that got millions of dollars from other businesses that are becoming promoters, I mean, you're not the UFC, so you still need to grow your brand, grow your grow your setup and all that stuff, right? Grow your presence. The the biggest problem both in MMA and boxing is is promoting the fighters and not your brand. Like people, people will throw out their brand before they build a fighter. You need a, you need that name to, to bring people in. So I, I think that's the biggest problem, especially in boxing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is the worst, the worst guest? guest you've ever had on the podcast, Tanner? Brian Samuel, hands down. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that would be the one. And that popped up. That popped up as a as a as a year ago today. We recorded with him. It popped up on Facebook today. Was the day that we recorded with him. So what a fitting time for that question. Uh, Brian Samuel. He what? thought it was the fucking Howard Stern show when he came on. Like he was dropping the the five words you don't say on radio, and he was higher than giraffe pussy. Like you, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> what made you start a podcast? Well, that's easy. Oh. The the podcast came around. I got hurt. I ended up having to have knee surgery. I had fuck all to do. Yeah, but that wasn't even how it started. Yeah, it was. I had nothing huh? to do. I was off work. I had nothing to do. We sat around one time having coffee, and you're like, what's something you want to do in your life? And I said, have a podcast. I listed up a bunch of shit, and podcast was on there. And you said, me too. And you said, we should start a podcast. And I laughed and said, what the fuck's it going to be about? And he said, let's make a combat sports podcast. And I went, all right, I'm in. And the next thing you know, we're recording at your fucking <laughs> kitchen table with a couple shitty mics, which yep. I sold on Kijiji yesterday or two days ago and front of Good Life. I sold that old microphone that I forgot to return. Oh. <laughs> the kind of one I paid 180 bucks for and it wouldn't let me return it. I sold that bitch for 80 bucks the other day. So that was nice. Nice. That's good. Um, what would be a good secondary hobby slash sports activity to better myself as a fighter? Fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. What kind of fighting do you want to do? You don't need You want another hobby? Fight. You want to get better? Fight. Like that's the other thing too, right? So many guys, they want to go and they they don't know enough stuff and you want to go and you want to have your, your movement coach and your strength and conditioning coach and you want to do all these other things. It's like. If you don't know how to fight, you better put all your free time into fighting. Yes. Like 100%. When you're done and you want to go home, do some shadow boxing, do some skipping, do some bag work, um, you know, maybe running or swimming. Those could be your other hobbies. That'd be it. If you don't if you don't have a bunch of fights, you got to fight, man. That's your hobby. Go to tournaments, go find little little uh, continuous tournaments, you know, karate tournaments always have continuous kickboxing or, you know, boxing whatever go go get those things put those rounds in hey yeah if you want to be a fighter you got to do things that are fight related so whether your your hobby after the gym is going to be sitting down and watching some of the best guys on youtube go at it or if it's going to be reading books that are that'll better your mind or if it's going literally going to be going to do tournaments with people and stuff like that you you have to do those things if you don't do them then your hobby is your hobby I think that's the same thing with with a lot of areas, though, right? Is everybody wants to do something different? You know, I was thinking that today as I was driving around, um, you know, taking taking going in and I'm um, grabbing Benjamin's buddy. And uh, what the fuck did we do? We had to go do something. Well, I had to come over and meet meet a customer at the shop, 
and I've, we did some countertops, right? And and he's got a big business, and I was thinking about why I retired and what I want to do, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I want to put more effort into the things that are important to me right now, and I think that that's the same thing. If you want to be a fighter and you're a young guy, you need to put all your effort into that that thing. If you want to go be a soccer player or, or a podcaster or anything, you know, you got to put your time in. How much research are you doing and, and knowledge acquiring are you doing for to, to better that thing, right? People have these hobbies and then they – or these things they want to do and then they waste their time doing shit that don't matter. Well, yeah, you should take some of your own advice. Luke. Like you want to be a podcaster, you need to take some time to learn how to do this shit. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that was, maybe we can do that now Now that I'm retired and i got more time. Uh, what was the last one? saw question? a clip of you working the reflex ball. Where can I order one and how practical is it? Uh, that ball works tanner over for the record. <laughs> and uh, you uh, can make one. You you can make a reflex ball. You can just go down to your local whatever the fuck it is, craft store like Michael's or whatever. Or you can order one from Rival, Rival Boxing. Actually, here's what you guys should do. You should go over to the Spice Life podcast. You should buy a boogeyman or a bad guy hat with the snapback like Tanner's got. And then you take an elastic string that you buy from Michael's. Or maybe Tanner can just send guys a little string. with. You should fucking make those yourself. Could. And then you could have a little tennis ball. You just drill a hole through a tennis ball, wrap the string through it, tie a knot on it, loop it around the hat, and it should be basically the length of your arm from your head so that you can snap it out. It'll come back. If the string is too short, it comes back too fast, and you end up you end up just doing short punches. You want to be able to extend your hands out as you're punching it, and um, you know be able to uh, hit that and and have the ball have room to to move out and come back. If it's too short, it comes back too fast. So now that we are on YouTube, I can show you guys actually what a reflex ball is. So I got mine from Rival Boxing. They sent me a nice reflex ball with the Velcro strap. I do not recommend using a tennis ball because they do not work the same. Ah, what is on there then? So this is, it comes with two different balls. So you have an orange one and a black one, but they're squishy. Is it like a stress ball now? Is that what that is? Kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of the same, same kind of thing as a stress ball. But you get more speed out of them because they compress into your hand and they come back faster. Probably doesn't like not. I don't want to say it hurts, but you know you're hitting that tennis ball repeatedly. Sometimes if you don't get it right, it kind of kind of stings your bare hands a little bit, rubs off a little bit, and yeah. So I I do recommend buying the ones from Rival because they come with better balls. <laughs> Gotta have good balls. <laughs> but uh, they're they're twenty four dollars. Like realistically, for twenty four bucks, you're gonna get get it get a good one um with two different balls so if you don't have two balls now you do there you go um the practicality of a reflex ball they are fantastic they take away your flinch the flinch reflex of getting punched in the face works on that works on speed and it works on accuracy Mm -hmm. i like doing it because it's fun it's a it's a it's a good way to break break up your workout like i'm at the gym for two hours like just straight boxing so there's only so much time my attention span can last on hitting a bag or hitting pads or doing footwork. I want to break it up. So I go do this. I'll do five or six rounds of this a night, but I'll put it in between different things. Yeah. Uh, what's the next question, Lucas? Is it a question for you? Uh, Luke, where can I see examples of your concrete work? Um, well, we used to have a website 
but I but it, it went down, got hit with a virus. I didn't need it. Um, I do have Creative Concrete on Instagram, but I haven't actually shared it anywhere. I never shared it with my friends. I was growing it organically. There's not a ton of followers, so um, that's basically it. I mean, if somebody really wants to see some stuff, if you're around here, uh, we got tons. You can you can hit us up on um, you can you can email me at. Uh, Luke at creativeconcrete.ca is uh, is part of it. The website might go up as I'm growing the business back again this year. It might we might relaunch the website and do that. So, uh, what are the origins of your nickname? So, Luke, you've had a couple nicknames over the year: the Sandman and the Duke. Yeah, yeah. So the Sandman started for me was uh, I was a young kid and um, my dad's buddies at work started calling me the Sandman when they saw me fight because. I was I was knocking everybody out, so I was putting everybody to sleep. They called me the Sandman, and and that was where that name stuck. But of course, the the Sandman and and kind of crazy little bit. I was a lot different in my in my youth. I'm sure that nickname could have stuck now that I'm single and doing other stuff. But Tanner came up with the Duke, and um, uh, because of my lifestyle, <clears throat> I like to get dressed up a lot more. I like to go get fancy, and um, I'm not I'm not. I'm not living the lifestyle of somebody like the Sandman anymore, right? So it was more, more like that. And um, you know, like I said, I like to get dressed up and wear suits and, and and that kind of stuff. Fancy socks. That's why we got sock of the week club. And this week, they're brought to you by Macoliani and uh, Milano from Italy. And here they are. Red with blue dots. So we got. We got small little dots and big dots. They're they're opposite socks. The idea is is it is it the, you know it's a matching pair. It complements one another, but they're um, they're slightly different. So just adds a little bit extra flair to your sock life. Uh, what were we on nicknames? Is that what it was? Yeah. What's your nickname? Um, I got called bad. the bad guy from uh, Dennis Herman from Dakota. I was scheduled to fight Markel Wetterburn. And unfortunately, I had to withdraw from that fight. I had to have a second knee surgery, and they got me in really, really fast for it. So it was literally like a week before the fight. Had to get it done. But uh, Dennis gave me the nickname The Bad Guy because I apparently have a gift of trash talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of stuck. So whatever. I don't mind it. Have you trained in traditional martial arts? Have they all been MMA, kickboxing, boxing hybrids? Well, that doesn't... What do you mean, traditional martial arts? So by traditional martial art, they'd probably be like Taekwondo, Karate. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is not... uh, I guess it would be a traditional martial art now, maybe. But Mm -hmm. it branches from Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, which is a traditional martial art. But no, I've... The only thing i would classify as a traditional martial art that i've trained in is is brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah as well me too um i did i did take karate for like three months one time after i've been kickboxing for a long time i was wanting to train um every night of the week so i did sign up and do do some karate classes but of course i had to start like the beginner karate class which was then a joke because i could kick and punch better than anybody in the class so it, it was uh you know, learning the katas and learn that stuff was just, it was stupid. <laughs> the only reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to get faster and have a little bit better, better, um, you know, maybe control. So I started going to the Friday sparring sessions for karate. So I started point fighting as fun. I was point fighting with black belts just for, 
to, to work on that speed, right, to get that first shot in yeah. and be done. But the problem was is I still I – would, I would hit them way too hard. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't good at pulling it. Um, I did get awarded my black belt in kickboxing. There is a ranking system for kickboxing and Muay Thai. And uh, so I, I did get my black belt in kickboxing when I was quite a bit younger. So – Oh, good for you. Uh, last question is, Luke, what it, would it take to get you out of retirement and ideal <laughs> opponent? Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> I haven't been at the gym in two months for for any kind of fighting. I uh, not, yeah, it's been almost two months, and um, haven't hit nothing. I, I don't know. I mean, what it would take to get me out of retirement would probably be a contract with a good a good promotion where I knew I'd get enough. It wasn't that I wasn't getting the fight I wanted. I wasn't getting any fights. So uh, if I knew that I had a contract where I would say fight three or four times a year for the next you know, year or two, that, that would get me to want to do it because then I know I could stay active. I know I could put my effort in. And um, you know that was my shelf life was probably two more years anyway. So that, that would be how. Ideal opponent, I mean, there's a lot of guys at 185 I'd like to fight. Not because I think I could necessarily beat them, but it would be fun. Like, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to throw down with Joe Schilling. You know, like I would. It would be crazy, and I just, I know I can take a beating. I don't want to say that that would like help it out, but I'd like to see, or, or, or even um, Simon Marcus. Like, I would just like to do to, to even to be able to spar hard with one of those guys would be, it would be fun <coughs> for me just to see how hard they actually hit at that level. Right, like that's the thing, because we're the same size, but but how how do they use their bodies differently compared to other people that I fought at that weight or even bigger? That that would be the reason why. So, um, like a one-off for you at this point would be a waste. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just a one-off fight. Maybe if it was a big fight, you're gonna get paid ten k or some shit like that. Yeah. But. Hey, you're on to bodybuilding now anyway. You're going to get swole. <laughs> I guess. Benjamin says, Dad, does that mean you're going to start taking steroids? <laughs> I said, no. Not. Tanner's going to try to feed them to me, but I'm not taking them. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to show up in the middle of the night and poke you in the ass. Nothing needle. That yeah. sounds fucking really gay, Tanner. Really gay. Shit happens, Luke. Sometimes fucking shitty things happen. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, not not for me. I mean, I'm enjoying the uh, I'm enjoying the new routine. I'm enjoying having a lot more time on my hands to be able to do, um, you know, work and and um, you know, build some of these other businesses and, and go do that. And like I said, even just not being rushed. Like I, you know, this morning. I mean, yeah, okay, my my son's over at the house playing with his little buddy, but I, I wasn't rushed going from work to getting to here to from the gym. You know, Tuesday Thursdays we were always pretty rushed. I was always pretty rushed, I should say, to to get here for to record and stuff because i was training and then i'd have to go back to the gym after the podcast and so it's just nice to have that flexibility back in my life and be able to you know, do a little bit more research i'm probably going to try to watch that uh belt or card if i can download it somewhere this weekend and see john fight and so well luke we did breeze over the sex edition stuff pretty quickly it's come out that you did fuck her so like, is there any way that we could set you up with a different counselor that's male? <laughs> How did you find out that that happened? I just got a text message from this girl, and she said that she fucking feels violated that <sighs> your alien body was pressed up against hers for 38 seconds. 
That is a full-faced lie. It was way longer than 38 seconds, maybe 38 minutes. See? I like to, I like to handle some stuff. You know, I like to make sure people are satisfied. See, this, this is how I... This, this two is, pumps in a dump quick. This is how I get you to admit things when I don't actually know the <laughs> truth, is I lie about something, and then you freak out because I insult you, and then you admit to it. So Luke just finally admitted that he did have sexual intercourse with his sex addiction counselor. We will be setting him up with a second one that is male. Now, if you fuck this one, Luke, we got a real issue. See, now, I'm, now, I'm gonna, now it's going to be bad because... After that, I'd also spoke at at uh, old college on uh, on the podcast, you know, like not on the podcast, but about the podcast, and and I did tell them that you were going to make fun of me about said meeting, which I said was a lie, but obviously, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> So, so what what Luke is actually saying is that if anybody from old college is listening that was at his talk, he really apologizes about lying to you guys. But I would I like to lie about nothing. I would I would like to know what you said to these fine people about the podcast at this at this conversation you had. I did say the truth, man. You can listen to it. I did say that Tanner basically does everything. I show up cuz I'm better looking for the cover of the podcast thing and uh somebody has to put up with your shit talk every single week even when i'm not there you guys badmouth me so um yeah that's all <laughs> now nah, i did i talked about they they wanted us to talk about uh e like e-marketing and, and that kind of stuff and i talked about the the power of social media i did wear a um you know, where's Uncle Ron? I talked about Adam. I talked about the Simon Keene fight. I talked about how he was able to build up his presence from, you know, this relatively, uh, you know, unknown boxer. And within one year, he's fighting in one of the biggest uh, heavyweight matchups in Canada, you know, for our generation for a long time. Right. And so and that all came from his ability to engage in social media and share and you know, with our help of the podcast and having him on with 10 minutes with the boogeyman, you know, almost every week. And his, you know, he's a busy guy. And you know, I talked about that. I talked about how we didn't let the naysayers slow us down because a lot of these, so these kids at the old college, right there, they're there for, um, agriculture, right? I mean, that's what old college is for yeah. anybody that wouldn't know. So most of these guys, of course, I'm talking about fighting and kickboxing and, and boxing and the podcast and comedy and dick jokes and all this stuff even with the few girls that were in there but these guys right of course they're they're um <laughs> Jeez. and then uh uh i just hope they don't go back and hear the episode after the breakup <laughs> so then so then uh but you know they're asking of course i'm trying to put it into context of them for for um you know ranching or cattling i mean i don't know anything about that stuff right yeah so this one this one i think they were a couple they were talking about how they breed cattle and how do they keep engaged. And it was interesting because they talked about about um, uh, going going to get ready for one of their cattle shows or whatever. And, and they're really engaged in social media building up to that. But then the rest of the time, they're not. And it was kind of similar to, to some of us or, or anybody in combat sports, right? They're building up to their fight. They're really active. And then their fight's over and they're off social media. Yeah. Now, you take somebody like Joe Schilling, John Wayne Parr, um, you know, Triple G, a lot of the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. They're posting all the time, not just when they have fights, right? Not just when they have an event. So that's what I talked about, right? 
filling in the gaps for their for their industry right and it gave them yeah. some ideas and stuff and it was interesting to to talk about a different business and then feel like figure out where i'm dropping the ball in our own business yeah. you know and and thinking about how we could we could we could change some of that stuff so i actually have some good some different ideas that i want to talk to you about for that so well as we're talking about changing we are now fucking on youtube uh-huh so yeah. you, you, like I want, I can't promise everybody that we're always going to be video on YouTube for everything. I do talk to Adam when I can get him, so he's usually in the vehicle or fucking who knows what the fuck. Usually in the vehicle. Um, Luke and I are always on Skype. Dario's always on Skype. Usually everybody's on Skype, but like Ryan Ford's usually on the phone because he's running all over the place, or he's in fucking Russia or Germany or wherever the fuck he is. So I can't promise everything is going to be video, but we will post everything on Skype or on on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's just another way to monetize things. Like if you, the video is big. Yeah. Well, hey, well, good for you for at least going and fucking your counselor. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, uh, I got nothing. You seem happy today. You must have done it a couple times. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had any any action since Tuesday. Hey, that's a that's a that's a dry spell for me lately. Two days, three days. Man, what am I thinking? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, so you did end up watching uh, Adam Braidwood's fight, correct? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Markel's fight. Or bag work, or whatever you want to call it. Like that's what he looked like, punch bag. Uh, here's the thing: like, when you're coming into Quebec and you're fighting a guy from Quebec, you're coming in to lose. Mm-hmm. Like they're usually you're not gonna win that fight, especially if it goes to a decision. But like, Markel didn't even come to fight that night. No. See, and that's what becomes frustrating for me, right? It's like it's like I know I can fight better than that, and it's like, and I can't get a fight, and it's like, but who knows what he's taking for purses and stuff, and you know, you never know. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, he got dropped twice, and then the ref stopped it, and then he spent more time. He spent more time in the ring, putting his arms up, complaining about the fight, than the fight actually lasted. At the end of the day, like I kind of feel bad for him because he doesn't. So do I. He doesn't know when to stop. Stop now. What is he? Fucking, he's 39, 38? Mm-hmm. He fought a kid, man. A, a, a Russian Quebec kid. Like, he's. He was hungry. Kid would come in, but he wasn't staying there, right? Markel was showing up. Kid would come in, pa pa pa, back away, hit him again. Like, he, he just had his timing down really good. But yes, the boogeyman looked fantastic. Yeah. Obviously. Punished Jesus Pires. Jesus didn't come in with a fucking game plan. Well, he did. His game plan was to go to Adam's body. Well, it's because he couldn't reach his head. But, like, have you seen that body? God. Well, if your game plan is to come in and hit the body, you're going to have to set that up first. So, initially, there's no game plan because he didn't know how to set up a fucking body punch if his life depended on it. He did. He walked in with his face and then he threw a wild <laughs> body shot. <laughs> I guess that's one way to set it up, but um, yeah, no, it did not did not bode well for him. No. Um, best part of the whole fight, though, in my opinion, 
was when Adam got on his knees to make that little bitch Simon Keen feel more at peace in the ring. That was hilarious. Well, I hope Simon shows up April 28th in Edmonton. I put it out there that he should show up April 28th in Edmonton for that fight because the Eye of the Tiger promoter, Camille, will be in Edmonton for the fight. Oh, sick. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Is he sitting with us? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be sitting with uh, Mel probably at her table, so he'll be close to us. Yeah. Sweet. Seems like a nice guy. Well, we're he'll he'll have to meet us because he's gonna he's gonna ha- he should meet us before we show up in Quebec. Yeah, I so think that, that would be the the right thing to do. Just so that he knows what's what's in store for him. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So uh, Adam's gonna be fighting a guy named Hugo something in in Edmonton. Hmm. I was like Hugo Aguilar, but no, never mind. He put Could on a bunch imagine? of weight. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, so he'll be fighting him. Um, what else do we have to talk about? That's it, man. I think. I think that's it. Uh, guests coming up. I will be ironing, ironing out a time with Miss Erin Towhill. She'll be coming back on to talk about the American Gladiator show she was on. Nice. Um, still trying to get Simon. And Tony. 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 Lewis. Tony Lightning Lewis. Um, who else are we, have we been talking to? Cam back on here, find out what's next for Cam. He's down two. He's been a little quiet on the social media lately, so I'll have to figure out about that. Where's Jelena? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck so I still offered to wrap my stuff up and go up there this weekend and, and record with her, but she hasn't responded yet, so. She's going to ignore you until the end of time. That's fine. Hey, whatever. Well, we can get the I'm fuck going to out the gym. of here. I'm bringing this stuff. I'm going to the gym. Are you? Yeah. No, amazing. Well, we can get the fuck out of here. Um, if you guys want to hit any of us up, I am at Bad Guy Boxing on Instagram, Tanner Wilshaw on the Facebooks, at Bad Guy Boxing on Twitter. What the fuck else am I on? Tinder? No, not on Tinder. I'm married. Oh. That's it. Oh, so Ashley Madison then. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. um, you can find me on Instagram, the Duke underscore Spicer. Uh, Facebook's just Luke Spicer. I'm not on there very much. And um, Twitter is, uh, is is basically, I don't even use that shit. So um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Spice of Life podcast stuff is at the Spice of Life podcast on Instagram. The Spice of Life podcast on Facebook. Our website is www.tsolpodcast.com. Go there. We have episode archives. You can listen to episodes right from the website. Uh, check out the Spice of Life podcast hit squad that's on there. Uh, go to the store. Buy a fucking hat. We're going to have some new shit going up there pretty soon. I'm pretty sure we're going to put the Boogeyman shirts on there. Uh, we got the Boogeyman hats coming out soon. The Bad Guy Boxing hats are up there. You could even buy a Duke hat on there if you really want to be a piece of shit. <laughs> But there is Duke shirts coming soon, and uh, they're going to be interesting. Yeah, Duke by day, cut by night. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we can get the fuck out of here, Luke. Um, You got anything else to say? No? No, that's it, man. All right, we'll check you guys Tuesday, and we'll probably have some kind of a guest that will come on. Fuck you, Bruno. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Bruno. Peace.